Facing tough economic times? Don't lose hope. We have simple financial wisdom. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. Today on Dream Job Radio, we're going to talk about simple financial wisdom. Hi, this is Daniel Laxton. And this is Leah Laxton. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show, presented by 30careers.com. Remember, if you ever have questions, comments, or a suggested theme, you can always go online to dreamjobradio.tv, leave us a comment or a suggestion. Or you can even ask us questions throughout the week. You can tweet me at Daniel Laxtons, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. Or you can also tweet Leah at Leah Laxtons. That's right. So today's special guest is Danny Kofke. Uh, Danny is currently a special education teacher, and he's a, the author that we've had on the show before. He's the author of How to Survive and Perhaps Thrive on a Teacher's Salary. His frugality has enabled him to pursue a job he's passionate about and at the same time support a family of four on just his salary alone. Today, Danny's returning with a new book called A Simple Guide to Financial Wisdom, which is available now. Danny's been featured on many media outlets, including Fox News, CNN, etc., etc. So we're extremely excited to have him as our special guest again. So we're here to listen to some of Danny's financial wisdom. Danny, welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much for having me back on. Well, we're glad to have you back on. So, wow, we're, Lee and I were just talking. A, a second book. Yeah, that's yes, pretty yes, exciting. Yeah. Yes, I definitely wanted another book, especially right now with times being what they are, to, to kind of help everyone. My first book, How to Survive on a Teacher's Salary, the target audience was obviously teachers, and it was kind of our story, my wife Tracy and my story, on how we got to be to the point where we were able to live off a teacher's salary and raise a family, but our circumstances are different than anyone else's. I, you know, everyone has different circumstances, so I wanted a book that could give advice not just to teachers but to any profession and to give specific tips and advice that people can do right now to better themselves financially. That's nice. Mm-hmm, for sure. Well, thinking about financial wisdom, which your book we know is a simple guide to financial wisdom, Danny, do you think there's any silver lining to the economic mess that our country's in right now? Yes, I do. I, I kind of tend to be more of an opti- optimistic person, but um, I hope that people are now learning a lesson because for so long, the advice I give in my book, it's nothing new. It's advice that you could have gotten probably 100 years ago. It's nothing that uh, that is earth-shattering that's going to say, wow, I should be, um, you know, I didn't know that. Well, some people probably won't know it, unfortunately, but it's definitely, there's not a magic pill to solving financial matters. And I hope that this mess, it, people are waking up and realizing that we just can't go along forever and turning a blind eye to our financial messes. We can't buy houses or homes that we can't afford. We can't think that we're going to get a raise every single year and spend like there's no tomorrow. We have to take control of our financial matters now. And unfortunately for some people, it takes them getting knocked down and uh, facing some pretty scary times in order to make that change. So that's my hope, that if you are struggling financially and you find yourself in a bind, that hopefully you're going to remember these times and you're going to climb out but then when times do get good again, you're going to remember how it felt, and you're not going to allow yourself to be in this situation again. Wow. So if people are in emotional turmoil right now because of their financial situation, uh, what you're trying to help them to, to, to learn 
would you say that that's going to help them emotionally after they learn what you have to show them? Definitely. Uh, money to me is 80%. Money problems are 80% emotional anyways. Uh, yeah. Most of us can do the math. Uh, if you use a credit card with 24% interest a year, say you put $100 on it, you don't make a payment all year. How much are you going to owe? Well, 24% of $100 is $24, $124. So the math, what, eighth, ninth grade math, it's not that difficult, but yet many, many people will go into debt knowing that they shouldn't, and that's where the emotions take effect. I think a lot of people, they're unhappy whether it's spiritually, emotionally, with their spouses and their jobs, whatever, and they mask that unhappiness by buying things. And it feels good. If you go out and buy something, it usually does make you feel happy, but the happiness doesn't last forever, and it goes away over time. And if you base your sense of happiness on an item or an object, well, you can see the vicious cycle that you're in, that you're going to have to constantly buy something to make yourself feel good. So I think that once we can kind of figure that out, then maybe we can start taking some steps in the right direction and doing things that, um, that don't require a lot of money to make us happy. Like for me, going to my job teaching, even though I don't make a large salary, I have contentment with it. And because I have contentment in my daily life, I don't always need a, a, an item to mask the, the contentment that I wouldn't receive in a job. So I think that people are starting to realize that too, and they're looking at the emotional aspect of it. And and hopefully realizing why they do spend money. And a lot of times it does, it, it's because of the emotional aspect. Mm -hmm. it's, it's more peace of mind too when you think about uh, your situation. If, you, if you're feeling stable, then you're, you're happier. I mean, you, you feel, you have more peace of mind. And I think, isn't it fear maybe that, that grips people most of the time and then throws them into that downward spiral? Definitely. And also to change. A lot of people, change is very difficult. Uh, especially when it's good for us. That's why most New Year's resolutions fail by February. It's very hard <laughs> to do a change. It's true. So I think for a lot of people that are in trouble financially, it's hard to, to take a step back and to, to create a positive environment and to make that change. Anytime we do something different, it, it's difficult and it, it makes us afraid. So I think that is a big thing, too, that we do have to realize that we have to take control of our lives and we can't depend on other people to take control of it for us. We, we can't depend on Social Security being there. I think it will be, but who knows? So we need to take control now of our financial lives, which when you're able to do that and handle your money, then it oozes over into all other aspects of your life and it just makes you, uh, I think, a stronger person overall. Mm -hmm. For so sure. So let's say, you know, for our listeners that are maybe in turmoil right now, they're having financial difficulties, what, what's something they can do today that will help them improve their financial standing? I think the number one thing someone can do is figure out where they're spending their money. Um, and, and what I recommend for people is to walk around with a piece of paper and a pencil for one month and write down everything they spend. Because to me, most of us in our lives, we have areas that we overspend in, but we don't realize so writing it down at the end of the month, you're able to analyze it. The numbers aren't going to lie to you. You wrote it down. It's your handwriting. So uh, you can get a, a feedback right away and say, gosh, this is where we're spending our money. Maybe we can do away with this, especially if times are tough and you need to cut back. I've talked to people. They say, Danny, I don't have any money. I'm broke. But they have the newest iPhone, the newest coach bag, new clothes, shoes, whatever. And I say, well, actually, you do have money. You're just choosing to spend it in this way. So tracking your spending, it helps you see where it's going because there are two ways to make more money. Either A, have to get a higher paying job, which let's face it, it is possible, but a little more difficult right now than it was six or seven years ago for most people. Or B, we have to cut back on what we're spending, which puts more money back into our bank accounts. And 
easy example of how, how a little money can go a long way. Let's just say during the work week, Monday through Friday, you eat lunch out every day. We're going to keep it cheap, fast food. We'll say $5 a pop. Most of us won't think twice about spending $5. We won't miss $5. But you mm-hmm. add that up. $5 a day would be $25 a week, $100 a month, $1,300 a year. Wow. $1,300 a year for, for, for most people is a good deal of money. So that's just on $5 a day. So that's why tracking your spending is so huge, that it gives you, you – it shows you exactly how your money is being spent – so then you can curtail it and you can say, gosh, we don't need to do this or we can do without this for a while. And uh, it puts more money back into our pockets. I know there's a lot of software out there that are mainly designed for small business like QuickBooks and things like that. But do you think that's an idea? Maybe people can just you know, download their personal bank statements and almost run it like a business, you know, like categorize all that they're spending and that way they can really see you know, where the money's going. Definitely. I, I, and if people that are tech savvy have at it, I think that's great. The problem is with some people, I think they make it um, they make it too confusing. And they try to go so overboard that when they do set it up, they become confused or they become frustrated because it's too hard to keep up with. And then they end up giving up anyway. So if you're someone that is very tech savvy and you don't mind doing that, have at it. But if you're someone that isn't that good on the Internet, don't set yourself up for failure. Keep it simple. Write it down or do whatever's easiest for you to help you stay within that budget so, um, so you can live a, a better life financially speaking. And, and like I said, don't, don't try to make it harder than what it is. Mm-hmm. That's great advice. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest today is Danny Kufke, and uh, he is the author of A Simple Guide to Financial Wisdom. Hey, Danny, do you think there's uh, any other ways that someone can track their financial expenditures, though? I mean, so you mentioned writing them down. I guess we, we kind of went over them, didn't we, tech? <laughs> well, there, here's an easy way if you really want to um, just a simplified version. As a teacher, I get paid once a month. So I know uh, exactly pretty much what my salary is going to be. Uh, there's furlough days and stuff that are there now. But I kind of have it given on what my monthly income is going to be and what we need to live off of. And what we started to do a while ago was when we knew what our major monthly expenses were that automatically come out, mortgage, our Roth IRA, um, direct TV bill, um, life insurance, those things, what we do is we write them down in our checkbook on a Post-it note. And Tracy, my wife, and I, we share a checkbook, so we keep it together. And it's listed, like first of the month, mortgage, and it'll have the amount. Fifth of the month, IRA, the amount. Uh, Fifteenth of the month, direct TV, the amount. So on any single given day of the month, like for instance right now, it's September 21st, I can look at that post-it note in our checkbook and say, okay, all these bills have been paid. Oh, okay, we still owe our life insurance on the 25th, and that's how much is still coming out. So at any given time, I know how much money is in our checking account, and I know how much we still have left to spend, and also what expenses are still going to be coming, coming out. And another thing that um, helped us, and this is just a, a ballpark, a way to do it pretty easily, but we know, like I said, how much we make on a monthly basis. So what we'll do is those major expenses are added up. And let's just say I brought home $2,000 a month. We'll just, to keep it easy number-wise, we'll say my major monthly expenses added $1,000. What we would do is take $2,000 minus $1,000. We have $1,000 left to spend for the month. Most months have four weeks in them, so we'll take that $1,000, divide it by four. 
We have $250 to spend each week. So it's just, it's not to a, a, a T, but we kind of have an overall view of our budget and we know exactly, not exactly, but we have a ballpark figure of how much we can spend each week. Mm-hmm. And that's an easy way to do it. I know some people like to get a little bit more technical and that's great. If you want to get down to the cent, have at it, I think that's fine. But like I said before, a lot of people, they're so frustrated when it comes to money and they make it so difficult that they end up giving up. So there's a, a pretty easy way just as a ballpark figure that doesn't take too much time Mm -hmm. Yeah, that only comes down to $35 a day. You know, I mean, anyone can blow through that just by going to the gas station or grabbing a snack. (laughs) Now, now Danny, what do you think about uh, coupons and things like that? Do you think that's a good uh, thing for people or is it kind of a waste of time? I think it's a great thing. Uh, We actually started that last year. My wife, Tracy, has done a really great job of that. And actually, um, last calendar year, we saved over $1,600 by using coupons. Wow. And that's really, honestly, I've talked to people that you can save a lot more than that. We still try to eat healthy, and produce, unfortunately, usually doesn't go on sale. So we yeah. do spend probably on fruits and vegetables and those things, but that's kind of an investment for long term, too, for our health. But saying that, we still were able to save over $1,600. So you can get really, really extreme. And if you just shop the deals and the ads and use coupons, I've talked to people that they save hundreds of dollars a week by doing that. So I do think it's, it takes a little time to set up. But mm-hmm. definitely worth the effort. And if you do have someone that maybe not be working full time or like Tracy is a stay-at-home mom, then it's almost their way of earning money because any money you save is like you know, putting money back in your pocket like earning it. So it's just a, a way to add some additional income into the house. Yeah, that's, that's excellent. That's we, absolutely we even right. like those cards. Sometimes schools will have those promotional cards where, you know, if you're going to the same restaurant all the time and they're a part right. of one of those cards, I don't know what they, they call them, uh, discount cards. Yeah, yeah even uh-huh. here, here in Austin, we have something really great called go, the Go Local card. And it's like $10 a year and any local restaurant, basically, you'll get at least 10% off or something like that. Sometimes 15%. I think, yeah, we calculated that just at one restaurant we go to, we've probably saved $150 this year. Yeah. With that, you know, something just that simple that you just throw our in your MacBook, purse. Our MacBook Pro, just this afternoon, we bought a cover for it uh, and an, another dangle cord. And I think we saved five bucks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. so that's half of it. So there's <laughs> definitely stuff out there like that. Hey, Danny, what's the most important message you hope that others get from you and your book? Um, I, I want others to get hope. Uh, right now, we turn on the news every day, read newspapers, and it's just this doom and gloom. And we have to understand that bad news sells. And I know that a lot of people are struggling financially. Mm-hmm. But I feel that when we watch these, these negative things, we read all this negativity, a lot of people will wave the white flag and give up and say, you know what, if that person can't do it, then I can't do it either. And just say, I'm never going to be good at handling money. And I want to have the complete opposite message and show them that, yes, you can do it. I am not a financial major. I've never taken a financial class in my life, but I have the basics figured out. Now, obviously, when it comes to investing and different types of insurance, you want to seek a professional. But with the day-to-day personal finance and money management, if this 35-year-old school teacher can do it, then you can too. That's awesome. Yeah, that's a fantastic message. So tell us more about the book. Where can people buy it? Uh, And what else do you have kind of in the works right now as far as events or maybe other upcoming things you have going on? Uh, first, uh, if you want to learn more about me, or my book's available, Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, but you can also visit my site. So the easiest way is probably Google search my name, Danny Kofke, so D-A-N-N-Y-K-O-F as in Frank, K-E. Usually the first thing that comes up is my blog page, uh, DannyKofke.blogspot.com. 
And on that, you can see uh, links to the various media uh, appearances I've made. Um, there's a direct link to email me and also a direct link to order my book. So if someone did want to have it personalized, uh, you could email me, and I can send you an uh, autographed copy, personalize it to you if you'd like. Yeah. Um, coming events, um, just there, there's some various uh, media things. Actually, um, the 700 Club is going to have me back on in October. So wow. Um, nice. With that. I um, have a couple of speaking presentations coming up. So just, um, you know, various radio and, and things like that. But it's really just kind of a cool ride to be on and to, to spread my message and hopefully help others in these tough economic times. It's just such an important thing right now. And I just want to give people some hope just so they can say, gosh, I can do it. And I know a lot of people are struggling, but we have to change our ways as a country because we don't want our youth to, to make the same mistakes and we don't want to continue to make the same mistakes. So I just hope that... I'm able to, to kind of instill a more positive message and show people that they can do it. I, I like that because it's true. There's so much negativity. And if we're thinking negative, how are we going to really help ourselves financially? You know? Right. But, well, we appreciate you so much for coming on the show. Um, this is the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Danny Kofke. Uh, he is an author of uh, How to Survive on a Teacher Salary. But now he also has a new book out, A Simple Guide to Financial Wisdom, uh, which is now available, um, which we can find. But Danny, uh, thank you so much for being on the show. Hey, thanks so much for having me on. I enjoyed it. Well, more fantastic advice from Danny Kofke. That was great that he came back. Now I was thinking maybe I should get that old app out that helps me track my spending. Yeah, right. You you can't be um, confined within a budget. Everyone knows that. I mean, when we calculated my Starbucks bill alone. <laughs> oh, let's not talk about that. Then well, we'll have to have um, divorce advice tips for next week. <laughs> so speaking no, of next week. Yeah, well, you know, as uh, many of you know, Danny Kofke was a returning guest for us. And it's pretty exciting because we have a lot of returning guests uh, as a matter of fact, next week we have a returning guest, but you may be wondering, well, how long have we been doing this show? You know, we have all these return guests. Well, some of you may or may not know something very exciting happened last week. And what was that? We've crossed? We crossed one year. So one year. Dream Job Radio is officially one year old. And we just want to say thank you for supporting us and listening to our shows. That's right. And you also know that we... I came out to a brand new website as well, dreamjobradio.tv. That was part of our one-year anniversary celebration, I guess you could say. So yeah. look for more exciting things going on online. We may be, you know, the rumor is we're going to be moving to video pretty soon. Yeah. So. so in another uh, few months, but for certain by the, the uh, beginning of next year. That's right, beginning of next year. So we said it next week's a returning guest. Yeah. Career Coach Kim Marino. You all remember Career Coach Kim is a resume expert, and she's going to come back and share with us five things that you may not know that should be on your resume. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. And be sure to follow Career Coach Kim on Twitter as well. She is a big Twitter, I guess, supporter of ours, and if you're looking for career advice, she is the woman to go to, so be sure to check her out on Twitter as well. And please go to 30careers.com. You can also check out my book, uh, 30 Careers Before 30, Finding Your Dream Job Faster Than I Did. But we uh, thank you so much. But until next week, 
This is Daniel Laxton's. And this is Leah Laxton's. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.